Isn't that weird when someone compliments you and they're like, you look so much nicer today. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, what the fuck? You look less like a piece of shit than usual. (laughs) Wow. That's not what I said. I said you sound less like a piece of shit. (laughs) Fair. My bad. Sorry, (laughs) Surratt. Didn't mean to put words in your mouth. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I think it was just kind of overcast today, so the AC is not having to work as hard. Ah. So maybe it's just not trying to filter out as much background noise. Ah. Man, my buddy went, he went down to Tennessee and Florida to look at his dad's properties, and uh, I didn't know how beautiful Tennessee is. Like, he showed me some pictures, like, it's crazy beautiful. Oh, Tennessee's gorgeous, yeah. Like, goddamn. Yeah, we just took a vacation there in the spring, it was absolutely beautiful out there. I almost died in Tennessee. Another reason it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Tell us how you really hot today. How did you almost die in Tennessee? I was on a... My parents made me go to church when I got kicked out of eighth grade for smoking pot. <laughs> that okay. sounds and, uh, like way okay. more of a story, but go on. Well, so I went on this youth group tri- trip to Tennessee with this church youth group. And uh, one day we were driving out to jump off of a waterfall and uh, go into this like you know, jumping spot, swimming hole. And a charter bus driver ignored the signs on the road that said, don't drive your charter bus on this road. Just specifically charter buses? Well, just, there's a vehicle size limit. (laughs) I I know, uh, I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) It got, the the bus, the back of the bus dug into the asphalt on this windy cliffside road going up this mountain. And was like teetering on the edge of a cliff about to fall over. Oh my god. <laughs> we all had to like not freak out and walk really slowly off the bus and like all lean to one side and shit. It was a whole bunch of eighth graders. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. John's riding it like a like a riding bowl or a what's this? The fake bowl? The mechanical bowl. Mechanical bowl, thank you. Charter bowl. Everyone else is praying to Jesus. <laughs> Everyone else. Yeah, everyone but me, probably. <laughs> well, well, good good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hola. Oh man, you're gonna hear, hear little kitty muse in my audio. It's gonna be so adorable. Kitten. Kitten. She's so friggin' cute. <laughs> Named her Soot. I don't know. Everyone doesn't like that, but me. I kind of like it. Still kicking it around. It's not a bad one. You're thinking Junebug. I still think you should name her Daisy. How quickly do you guys name your pets? See, I don't know. My first dog, I, 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 I had her for two weeks, and I just called her Puppy. While I was debating a name, I had a list of 20 names. I was like, mm, I gotta pick the right one. My second dog, I named her a new name like every day <laughs> for about a week until one stuck. Yeah, I mean, whatever they respond yeah. to, right? I, th- I think I took about a week to, n- to name my last one. And even then I was just like, fuck it, this one. I'm just sick of arguing about it <laughs> with myself. There you go. I, I just avoid the whole situation. I think every pet I've had in the past 20 years just came with a name. There you go. There you go. You just never changed it? Yeah, like, well, like, so my dog Maggie, I got her. She's she's eight when we got her. Like, well, I'm not going to change your name if you're eight. Seems rude. Yeah, yeah that seems pretty weird. I agree. Granted, I don't think I've called her Maggie in, like, eight months at this point. But that's just what happens when you get a pet. Like, yeah, they have a name, but, you know, I'm not going to call her by her government name. 
What do you call her? Um, at this point, it's primarily Goose or Guzio or Magusi. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you did change the name, sort of. <laughs> Poor confused puppy. I I had one dog when I was like a wee lad. I don't believe I you. Like fam family dog we got from the pound. Fiction. And uh, I named it Sparky on the way to the car after getting him like right away. My second family dog was named Sparky. I bet that's a pretty common dog name. Top ten for sure. What kind of dog was he, John? Um, I got him. See, he never had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Honestly, he was a mutt, I think, is of a bunch of breeds. I don't know. Sure, sure. He bit me on the ear once. So I bit him back on the ear. I was like eight or something. And uh, my parents made me apologize to him. Uh. My my buddy in Colorado would always do that. He had these bird dogs, and like when they bit somebody, he would just get down there and bite them right back until they yelped. And he's like, that's how you do it. And I was like, all right. And his dogs were great. I don't know. I've definitely bitten my dogs before, yeah. Tell them what's up. Tell them who's boss. Yeah, I mean... It's either that or what? Flip them over and... Door to the North does not promote or condone biting, nibbling, or consuming your pets. <laughs> yes, that is not an official training tip. We're going to start an underground dog biting ring. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. I see what you did there. What's up, everybody? What's up, What's up, what's up? Are we going to do another what's up? <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> what is up, anyways? Is that like down? As long as you think down is toward the center of the earth, then we can agree on something. I'm going to get an up comforter. I'm pretty sure the center of the earth would be north because the earth is flat. No, no, it would not be. And that wouldn't make sense either. <laughs> yeah, the north pole would be right in the middle. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's up. No, it'd be north. Is that how they see it? North is always up. I thought they saw it as like, you know, like a map you would find in a book. Like all unfolded they... and cut out. No, they think about it like a Gleason projection, which is just asinine, if you think about it. Because then south is every other direction. Which just really doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I think I think the massive wall between flat Earth and outer space is the South Pole, basically. But yeah, it it's, uh, makes that sphere get torn apart from the bottom, and and then the edge of the disc is the South Pole, basically. I hope we're not I mean, alienating our huge flat Earth fan base. <laughs> oh God, no! We gotta kick those people out. I hope we are. Please. <laughs> I kind of hope we are. Well, I mean, if the wall wasn't there, you'd fall off the edge and then see that it's all just resting on the back of a giant turtle. That makes way yeah. more sense. I, I like turtle back Earth theory. Yep, yep. And then, of course, and then, of course, what's beneath that turtle? You know the answer to that, right? Elephants. I mean, well, this is too. There's the it's it's turtles all the way down. It's turtles all the way down. <laughs> yeah. I was going with the disc world version. Is for yeah the earth the disc sits on four elephants that sits on the back of the great Atuan. Uh, bless you. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, well, we oh, are at odds, sir. We have religious differences now. <laughs> My uh, letter of resignation's in the mail. Uh, well, we actually sent some scientists <laughs> yeah. over the edge of the desk and confirmed that there is a greater to him. Bless you. I like, I like Hollow Earth, too. That's, that's fun. And again, with the not making any physical sense, but sure, I like that. Whatever. I mean, none of them do. Isn't that the point? <laughs> None of them makes sense, but... I mean, I'm not saying I believe in it. Yeah, the Earth is a Taurus. People really uh, get carried away. Yeah, I'd love a good donut, Earth. Mm-hmm. I heard that the world is a vampire. Set to dre a a Ah. Here we are. Again. Been, what, 25 years since our last session? <laughs> how many how many birthdays have you guys had? I had one. Oh yeah. Oh. Happy birthday, Johnny. Congratulations. How old are you now, honey? I am 36. Oh. Ain't that special? Mm-hmm. You old fuck. <laughs> Careful. I'm also 36, so. Tussle your own hair roughly and pinch yourself on the cheek a little too hard. <laughs> Do it! Okay. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> ah. So, what are you guys up to? I can. Are you stalling? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like you're stalling. <laughs> we got a manticore fight. We are gonna fucking do it tonight. I thought you were gonna ask him nicely to. Shh, 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 shh. Or are you gonna seduce the manticore? I don't think that works like that, but I do got a pretty high. I do have a pretty high diplomacy. Pretty charismatic individual. He says in 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 character. Yeah. I bet you could do it. I think it'd be worth a try. Bat your eyes at the manticore. Uh, great. One way or another, that manticore is gonna eat that ass. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you like um, those line effects and spell effects? Those are from Briny. Oh, yeah. They're very pretty. How do I cast Ghostbuster Laser? I want to use that effect. <laughs> <laughs> You get across the streams. Only once. Only in the heat of the moment. In Roll20, it has all of our names, and then it says Ozil Broadtusk. Oh, and then it just switched as I was wow. saying that. Weird. <laughs> you like that shit? So trippy. Did you guys see that? I was working on that. He was here in spirit for just a moment. <laughs> nice. I would like to get off this boat, please feel like I've been on this boat for about four weeks. You can go for a swim. I already tried that. I would not recommend going for a swim out there. Slap a saddle on one of them crocs. Well, here we are on episode... Hold on, let me check my notes. 17. <laughs> you don't have notes. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to find somebody else's. 
<laughs> Episode 17. <laughs> After meeting up with one Constable Kane for help investigating the beast's crimes, Beast of Leopardstan, you came to the swamp village of Morast to investigate the murder of ten villagers. You got stories from the witnesses, and you are on your way to investigate the last place they saw him where they thought he had died after being attacked by a blood caiman. You got in a little tussle with the blood caimans yourself, and after pretty much doing away with them, a large manticore came down out of the skies. This large creature with the body and head of a lion, scorpion tail, and bat-like wings. So all we know is that this crazy monster has come flying down at us, huh? We don't know about manticores. Sidriel could tell you in a moment. This manticore, or flying, roaring, stingy boy, if you didn't get the knowledge check, swoops down out of the sky and right into one of these massive blood caimans, digging his claws into the back of it, lets out a massive roar, and I believe we're still in initiative here. Why don't we go to the map? <laughs> it looks like Flora is up here on the turn order. Uh, um, well, if that thing drops out of the sky, she's going to stop paddling. But I think she had started, so um, she might drift forward five or ten feet. All right. And be like, uh, guys, <laughs> and, and just like hold her action. She doesn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, I mean, Sid would be quickly, like, rambling off, like, stats and info about the Manticore. I don't know how many questions I get. Three questions. Okay, can I have special abilities? Weak save? Is that a thing I can ask? Sure. And how about attacks? Um, and if you could, please uh, do them in the voice of Sidriel, frantically telling the party in, like, six <laughs> seconds what the hell's going no. on. <laughs> Special abilities is one of the attacks. It can let loose a volley of spikes at multiple targets. Its weakest save is will. And, uh, yeah, it has bite and two claws and spike volley. Spike volley. I heard bike volley and I was trying to imagine is he throwing bikes or is he doing some sort of volley while he's riding a bike definitely a volley of like throwing bikes yeah Yeah. Okay. the bicycle in his token really throws you off I know I, 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 get, I get why you thought that <laughs> yeah. alright so Flora you hold your turn yeah you're gonna delay uh-huh. up next is the blood caiman who is up on the side of the boat with his nasty slimy jaws right in the face of Ezekiel Kane. He's gonna bite. Come at me. I gotta be honest, looking at the map here and seeing that blood caiman coming at Ezekiel Kane, I, I, I had to ask myself, 
Who is that? Who is that guy there? Oh no! Oh yeah, it's Ezekiel Cain. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like that for a while, probably. Maybe you'll learn to love him. Maybe Stormark will hate him. Who knows? This blood came in. Rolls a 22 to hit. Yep, that'll play. He bites down onto your shoulder for 10 damage. Yeek. And attempts to grab you. Okay. That is a 25 against your CMD to grapple. Pretty sure that's going to play. Give me one second, though, to put in my health because this is a brand new token. New token, who dis? New token, who dis? Look out. Okay, what did you say? 25 CMD? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. My, my CMD seems really low. All right, so he chomps down on you and holds his jaws tight around you like a vice grip. And you're grappled. And it is Stormax's turn at the top of round six. What's this manticore's demeanor? He, like, flies down out of the sky, lands on a log, and growls at us and hisses and stuff? Or what, what's up with him? Well, he flew down and landed on the blood caiman, killing it, and he's, like, holding on to it, and he, like, roared up into the sky. Oh, he's back up in the sky now. No, he just roared in that direction. <laughs> oh, oh I, okay, he's on the ground, roaring into the sky. I get you. Um... I'll delay. I want to hear from Sidriel. Alright. Blind Blood Cayman is moving quickly away from the roar that he just heard. And rolls a will save. That's a 17. On the money. And then it is Constable Kane's turn. Deep in the clutches of Gator Jaws. Ugh, okay. Um, been playing this game for forever. Still can't remember the grapple rules. I can do one-handed actions, right? Yeah. And attack with a light weapon? Or does it have to be... What's the what's the attacking thing? I'm sorry. I think it's a light or one-handed. I'm looking for the flowchart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it would be on the grappled condition, probably. Oh, I should... Put a grapple grappled condition creature on. is restrained by a trap, or if I put it on you, uh, grappled creatures cannot move and take a minus four penalty to dexterity. Grappled creature gets minus two on all attack rolls, combat maneuver checks, except those made to grapple or escape a grapple. You can take no action that requires two hands to perform. A character who attempts to cast a spell must make a concentration check, and you cannot make attacks of opportunity. I knew it. Alright, well, um, would that include drinking an extract? No, extracts specifically do not use the same action as casting a spell. You essentially casted the spell when you created the extract in the morning. It's the same action as, like, uh, kind of like drinking a potion, but it's its own, like, unique action. You don't ever have to make a concentration check to drink a uh, extract. Gotcha. I thought you created the extract as you were drinking it. Um, no, I have to. I, I have to prep create, them. You create bombs as you're pulling them out, uh, but extracts, I believe, you actually make them when you like prep your spells in the morning. You're actually yeah. like, putting the extracts together. Yeah, mine only take one minute to make at fourth level, so I, I have made them. This action includes retrieving the necessary materials from the alchemist supplies. 
It says the same for extract, mutagen, or bomb. Oh, okay. I could be 100% wrong. I thought it was... So you might have stopped to grab it. I don't... I didn't think it required a concentration check. Okay. Might be. Well, it says, in the same manner as retrieving a material component is included in the act of spellcasting. I might be thinking of, like, what he gives away an infusion potion. Like, it's already made and handed off. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's a standard action. I guess it's just a question of uh, how many hands it takes. I don't think it would be... So you're not casting a spell, really. Well, you can cast a spell with one hand. Oh, yeah, but only if it doesn't have somatic components? No, you do, right? no, like you can hold... Like, if you have one empty hand, you can always cast a spell with somatic components. I think that's kind of like the Magus' whole thing. Oh, I'm thinking of pinned... Uh, yeah, so uh, I think you can do it. Okay. Constable Kane reaches into his little belt pouch, pops out a teeny glass vial, puts it in his mouth, and bites it. Or maybe, however, something cool. Make it look cool, John. And then, um, in a semicircular arc out ten feet, which I'm not exactly sure how that'll look, but I think I can avoid, I can hit the blood caiman, and I can avoid pretty much everybody else in a semicircular... 10-foot radius, uh, of icy chill comes flying out of his hand for 4d6 cold damage against this blood cannon. Ooh. Alright, that's 10 on 2d6. That's 15 damage. Right, no save or anything? Yeah, dc14 reflex for half. That's a 14... Oh, man. So it's half of that, what, rounded down? Minus two for being grappled, so it's 12. Oh, shit, yeah. All right. The top of the water kind of freezes over, and it looks like you could step on it, but it's probably not that thick. That is a dead gator. Oh, yes. Yeah, a gator freezes solid and falls down breaking the ice on the water below him. Yeah, it says a freezing blast of shadow leaps from your hands in a fan pattern. Any creature caught in the shadow takes 1d6 points HP cold damage per level, max 5d6. That's pretty wicked. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ezekiel Kane, after just shadow handing and freezing this gator as it fell into the water, the frozen top snow of this lake, Sort of. Um, looks over at the manticore, who um, I think we kind of determined from a knowledge check that uh, they were seemingly intelligent, somewhat intelligent, intelligent enough to maybe understand language. Right on. He will uh, look over at the manticore and say, Manticore! We left you all these tasty treats, and all we're looking for is just to get over there. You can leave us alone, and we will leave you alone. What do you say? All right. Uh, once you roll diplomacy. Oh, fuck yeah! All right, you're gonna let me. Let's see these good old diplomacy rolls. I got a plus six. Should be all right. Let's see what we got. Um, I'm gonna roll that. All right, that's pretty bad. That's thirteen. I'm gonna put inspiration on that and see what I get. I get a five of these a day. 
Okay, that's all right. That's another five, so that's an 18 diplomacy. Right on. I'm sure that did it. Haha, <laughs> well, I guess you'll see on its turn. It was it was better than 13. Six plus seven plus six, yes. 18, yeah. Doral, keep rolling. Put us over in that shore. Got it. Acknowledged. <laughs> Plan acknowledged. Would you like to plot a course? <laughs> <laughs> she leveled up this month. Oof, that's a terrible picture. Can't believe you chose that one. There's that beautiful face. (laughs) I like that you say it's a terrible picture. Like, she looks good in normal, in real life, but that just, she just didn't photograph well that day. Yeah, they caught her off guard. Yeah, the light was off. She was standing on a trampoline. I don't even know. She had a piece of cabbage stuck in her teeth. I, I don't know. It's, that's a rough picture. Um, Sidriel is up next. Um, to cast spell or not to cast spell? I guess I'm gonna cast a spell. Do it. Um, Sid is going to cast Obscuring Mist. Hmm. So that is going to throw up a cylinder of fog, twenty feet high and in a twenty foot radius around me. All right. Uh, anything else from Sidriel as a cylinder of fog. Is it fog? Yeah. It's it's an obscuring mist, but it's, yeah, essentially a a misty vapor arises around you in the stationary. The vapor obscures all sight, including dark vision beyond five feet. A creature five feet away has concealment. Creatures farther away have total concealment. Is it... Is it damp? (laughs) We're in a swamp, right? Um, I mean, not much more damp than the air in a swamp, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you've been to Florida. You, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Up next is Joral. Can I can I jump in here? I, I delayed. I'll, I'll go right before Joral. Yeah. Stormrack paddles hard straight for the shore and calls into the fog. Follow me! Mm-hmm. And he goes as fast as his muscular dwarf arms will take him. Alright. So much for stealth, I guess. <laughs> well, all he said is follow me. It doesn't, that's kind of vague, unless you can I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Alright, so Joral starts turning the boat and turns and paddles into the fog. How far should we move in a turn? I forgot. Uh, it's 10 feet on the first, and then 20 on the second consecutive paddle. So, we're on the north edge of the cloud. We're still maybe 10, 15 feet from the, the sandy shore, but we're also 10 feet or so from the manticore. Yeah. Joral. One of these gators up here is next. I think he makes a will save. It's a pen. And keeps moving into these mangrove bushes and disappears from view. Now, the manticore, with its massive claws stuck into this blood caiman's body, it looks 
toward the column of obscuring mist and starts flapping its wings and lifts up into the air, bringing the body of the blood caiman with it. It lifts up about 20 feet in the air. Those who are not run ashore, you can feel the heavy gusts from this thing's wings sort of start pushing the boats in the water a little bit. Great. And it turns and goes the other direction towards the island that the burial ground is on. And as it's flying away, it whips its tail in like a quick, forceful motion, and several long, sharp spikes fly out of its tail, kind of spreading out in like a fan formation. And it's going to... Well, that's not what you want. ...attacks for that. Um, and yeah, it's it kind of... It whips its tail, shooting these spikes out as it's flying away towards the land there. And uh, there are four spikes. One at Stormac, one at Daisy, one at Flora, and then I'll roll a D3 to see which one of those gets the fourth one. Flora gets two spikes. Okay. First one at Flora is a 15 hit. No. The second one at Flora is a 17 to hit. And you win ties. So yeah, you got her. All right. That is 10 damage. Okay. Stormac, that's going to be a 14. Going to miss anyways, right? Right. And then Daisy uh, is a 7. Uh, so only one of them gets, and it is Flora's turn. Ten damage is no joke, though. That thing hurt. You just got a tail spike in your shoulder. What do you do? Uh, well, I guess she's she was already moving, I believe, from paddling last turn. So you know, ah, grab her shoulder, but try to keep going. Right on. Were you paddling for one round or two? I think I had only just started. Alright, so you can move 20 feet this round. It hurts to paddle now <laughs> after yeah. taking that spike. Surat, I don't think your diplomacy worked. I mean, maybe. It started to fly away. <laughs> it gave us a little bit of tail spike, but I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Let's see what happens. Maybe that's just its custom. Maybe that's just its way. It's like, yeah, a little, how's your father? See you later. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Jeez, imagine if you'd failed the diplomacy. Oh, man, I don't I don't even want to know. Maybe I did fail the diplomacy. Who fucking knows? Yeah, he didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say anything back. I don't even know if it understands common, but uh, in, our, in our chat offline, Wesley said that maybe magical creatures do understand common, so who fucking knows? Sometimes they do. Uh, we're now at the top of round six with Blood Cayman. Let me move you in the niche. Blood Cayman um, number six. This Blood Cayman. Coming uh, in at number one off. on the charts. <laughs> he swims off into these mangroves and disappears from sight. Fucking smat. Wicked smat. Constable Ezekiel Kane. 
Guns Bill Ezekiel Cain feeling on top of the world that uh, he may have prevented us from having to kill this uh, crazy creature uh, in his mind is going to cough on some fog a little bit. And if this manticore decides to turn back around and come at me, I'm going to prepare an action to attack it because I still have 10 foot reach with my uh, long arm infusion that I drank earlier. So that's what he's going to do. Rock on. Sidriel, your boat is beached. Yeah, so Sid is going to step off the boat onto land, because he likes land. He's like standing on the roots of a mangrove, like kind of holding onto the center of the tree, standing on the roots. Okay. And he'll kind of whisper, well, we've got about 30 seconds to come up with a plan, (laughs) and then about 20 seconds to enact it. (laughs) Any ideas? Alright, uh, anything else to drill? Um, I mean, he'll pull out his bow. Or, yes, he's already had his bow this whole time. Um, yeah, that's it. He's just gonna move and kind of let people know, like, okay, we gotta figure out something quick. Alright. Stormac is up next. These squares to my north here, that's like, I presume, just ankle-deep water or something like that? It's not very deep, uh... You could probably walk through it, wade through it. Well, somebody's got to. So, Stormak is going to move 10 feet forward, 15, 20. It would be difficult terrain. Oh, well, let's start off with 10 feet of movement. So, Stormak moves out of the boat, and he's going to move. Um, this, this is going to wind up being a double move. That's 30 feet across the map, but it counts as 60 feet. Right on. He's up on, like, this uh, sandy shore now. And let's say he has a weapon out. And that weapon is going to be the short sword of Vessian Hawkrin. Nice. Yeah, making a comeback. Classic. And yeah, again, uh, you get ashore this small island and its surface is choked with reeds and mangroves, bushes and trees and hundreds of weird little fetishes and trinkets are hanging from every tree here and little Blair Witch style stick figures and dream catchers and stuff like that. Alright, as long as there's no true detective season one stuff, I'm cool. (laughs) Yeah. There's even some larger decorative fetishes planted into the ground, sticking up out of the mud. It's a little creepy, but Joral is up next, who can't see shit, but keeps paddling. She crashes the boat up onto the shore. It's like, oh, dang, uh, all right, I guess we made it. Hot driving there, Joral. She can't see shit, uh, but she's just going to ready an attack in case anything pops out at her. She's freaked out. The manticore is up next. You hear a massive roar come out of it as it flies away. Away. Nice. <laughs> yes. And disappears behind the trees on the island. You hear its roar again, and you no longer see it. It flies off with its blood caiman bounty. Ezekiel Kane pops out of the boat onto this island over here and says, uh, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. I'm surprised that thing listened to us. 
I suggest that we uh, we get our business here, our investigating done as quick as possible and get out of here, or else maybe that thing might come back. Hopefully that blood cabin will keep it satiated for at least a little... Oh, God, it's back. Oh, shit, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I accidentally hit undo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, spoke too soon. No, it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, what'd you call me? <laughs> I was giving it. Ain't no blind squirrel. I was giving it respect. Even a, even a even a blind manticore finds a blood caiman in the swamp every once in a while. Flora also crashes the boat into the. Ah! Oh, Siddle dismisses the fog at once the manticore flies off. <laughs> All right. Whew. Man. Well, I assume, uh, I assume that's where that, that island is where we're supposed to be next to all that creepy shit. <laughs> Daisy and Flora plunge into the water. <laughs> Joral's like, hot damn, I, I heard about those. I didn't never see one out here, though. We may want to stick to the tree lines in case it decides to come back. We'll at least have some kind of cover. Joral, I suggest you uh, stay close, if you wouldn't mind. That thing looked like it could eat us in one bite. Floor, at least. Mr. Um, what'd you say your name was again? Talking to Zeke. Constable Kane, miss. Const, const, uh, Kane, uh, <laughs> hey, thank you. <laughs> kind of like, uh, saved my life back there. I'm here to serve. You did us, uh, rightly by bringing us over here, and I really appreciate that. Now I'm trying to get you back safe to your people, so, uh, please don't wander too far if you don't mind. And you see, she is, like, bleeding. Uh, she's pretty badly wounded from the gator pulling her into the water and chomping on her. Here, uh, drink this, and he'll hand her, uh, extract of Cure Light Wounds. Ooh. Was this gonna get me drunk? <laughs> no, miss, uh, not rightly my type, but, uh, it'll make you feel better. All right. Smells funny. She'll, like, hesitantly drink it. And, uh... Gonna roll that beautiful bean footage. Sure. So that's, uh, what? D8 plus four. That's not bad. That's eight healing. All right. I am running out of extracts. Holy shit. Not good. Ooh, dang, you ain't kidding. I do feel better. Man, you think everything's gonna come back? I don't want to stick around and find out. Quick, uh, can you uh, show us around to uh, wherever the graveyard is? So, I'm going to put us on a different map. doesn't look as cool, but it is more accurate. Well, isn't this a cute little map? Yeah, this looks way friendlier. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not as cool. You are definitely right. Uh, Somebody want to describe that for the viewers? (laughs) It's like a kid's drawing, like markers. Um, definitely markers. Have you played Animal Crossing? <laughs> That's what it is. I, I, so, I zoomed out to only 70%, and it, this island is 75 feet tall and 80, 75 feet wide. Um, this is the tiniest island you've ever seen. It is a pretty small island. Actually, the description says, A tiny, miserable island arises from the swamp. 
like, yeah. She's like, yeah, well, th th this is the boneyard. Uh, we used to come bury our dead out here and have a little services, but uh, I guess Lasney said it, uh, it wasn't no good no more since uh, the beast kind of defiled it. Uh, Pardon me, Miss Jorrell. Why would anyone come all the way out here to bury their dead on this tiny island? Yeah, I, tiny miserable island. <laughs> well, that's rude. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always wondered that too, to be honest. But I guess that's just the way they've always done it. Uh, I think they picked picked a new spot somewhere out, but we always got to take a little boat trip. I mean, uh, n nobody died for a while, luckily. Can you explain to me how the beast, uh, in your guys' eyes, defiled this island? Um, what was he doing out here, to the best of your knowledge? Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess, uh, I think Lasney said it's because he spilled his blood on, on, on this site, and it wasn't sacred no more. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. What are all these things, these little doodads and whatnots? Did, are these from your village? Oh yeah, uh, people put them out as like uh, remembrance and totems and pay respects, kind of. Beautiful. Well, let's get on with it. So, these trees are a lot bigger than they look on the map here. They're like kind of ma like massive pine trees. And from somewhere through the trees, you hear the manticores massive growl again. Another growl a few seconds later, but the second one you hear sounds like in almost in pain and belabored. More like a groan than a roar. Same direction? Different directions? Uh, same direction to the northwest. Hmm. Does it sound like the same creature made both noises? Or at least the same kind of creature? Yeah, it did sound very similar, but just a different kind of tone. Well, I don't think that we injured it, but I, I really don't want to stick around to find out what it could do to us, so I suggest we uh, start looking quick, but maybe avoid that part of the island. You're thinking, like, maybe northwest is what you're saying, or north, or where? Can I get a general direction? General direction? Uh, northwest is where you heard it coming from. Okay. Well, should we all split up, or uh, should we look as a group? Sorry, we're looking for the guy that is presumably not the beast. That's why we're here. Or we're looking for, like, clues to something else. Uh, you're looking for any kind of clues or evidence to support the beast's guilt or innocence. Okay. Well, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should search the coastline and see if we can find any evidence that, uh, maybe that wasn't what happened here. Maybe he did survive. Maybe he didn't. Where did they see the Cayman attack? Was that here? Yeah, it was here. Jorl will tell you she wasn't there, like she didn't see the exact spot, but apparently they chased him down to this island. Okay. It must have been along the shore somewhere. This island seems tiny enough. We could cover the whole thing. We'll try just try to avoid that manticore when we when we find him. Yeah. Let us go. Do you want to split up or you want to stick together? Do you want to pick an area to search? I mean, since it's so tiny, we could check the edges really quickly, right? And see if we can find a sign of struggle. Yeah, I would say stay away from the 
northwest. <laughs> you hear another roar and another belabored groar. Groan. That's a groan roar. Groar. It's <laughs> a good character name. <laughs> groar. So, why don't you give me perception checks for where you're at right now? Okie doke. Natural 20 for a 30. Mm. Ooh, that's nice. Natural 8 for a 12. Uh, Flora got 22. You're right. Daisy got 16. I got a dirty 20. Alright. So, everyone but Sid. <laughs> Looking around this southern edge of the island where you came up on, you find what looks like the remains of an old campsite. There is a small, long burnt out fire pit. There is a water skin sitting next to it. Looks like some aged remnants of some kind of trail rations. And a curious looking glass vial, all kind of sitting right around this old campfire. Hmm, okay. Curious looking glass vial, water skin, burnt out thing, trail rations. That could be the beast. I mean, I don't know. Does this... We haven't... Does he eat? Do we even know? You have not met the beast or learned too much about uh, what he really is yet. Uh, You chose to come here before meeting the beast. Hmm. We were instructed that this was time sensitive, so here we are. All right. When Sid notices everyone noticing a campsite five feet away from him, he's going to throw up detect magic and look at the remnants of the campsite, see if there's any lingering horrors. Okay. Particularly in that glass vial. Yeah, you want to give me, like, a knowledge arcana? Okay. Because there is, like, a faint lingering aura. I could do one, too, if that helps. That is a 22. With a 22, you could identify this. It's like a dried substance on the, like, inside of the vial that kind of smells like carrots. And you would recognize it as the leftover remnants of a dark vision extract. Dark vision tastes like carrots. You heard it here first. <laughs> mm. Smells like carrots. Vaguely. Alright, well, I will relay that information to the group. Probably particularly to Zeke, seeing that it is like a, an extract leftover. Yeah, it's like an extract like an alchemist would make. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so you make, make anything of this? Well... Seems kind of familiar. Um, I think we should all bring this into evidence. Uh, Maybe when we go talk to the beast, uh, maybe he can shed a little light on this. But uh, honestly, I don't rightly know. Um, Maybe there's more to this island than we think. Should we uh, keep keep poking around, considering that campsite snuck right up on you, Sidriel? Roll me a D100, somebody. Not it. 30. 30? Okay. Just checking. Uh, do you guys want to keep searching uh, a different area? Look around some more? Take a few pictures. I mean, we might as well, I guess. We came all the way out here, almost died. Sure. Give me more perception checks. Maybe say you're moving along the edge of the island. Yeah, we're going left. We're going, like, clockwise around from the south to the west. That seems like a good idea. Kind of around the edge, up to this ring of trees, maybe? Fifteen. Nailed it. 
Natural 20 for a 27. Yeah, 24. Nice. Zeke and Flora, you're like pushing through some of the brush and these like thick bushes, and you notice there is a coracle, uh, which is like a small round boat, like a single person boat. It's hidden in the trees and brush along the southwest shore of the island here. And as you come across it, Zeke, with your natural 20, you notice that there is a fair bit of dried blood at the bottom of the boat in inside. There is also a single oar. Uh, it looks like a moldy leather travel bag. And you have to like do a double take at first. Like, is that really what it looks like? And you're like, oh, that, that is a, that is the skin of a detached human face. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, okay. Just a floppy face, like just the skin. Like he took his face off. Yeah. Just like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I was thinking more like Face Off. Yeah, okay. Nicholas Cage and John Travolta. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 same thing. Jack Nicholson? <laughs> yeah, J- Jack Nicholson Cage. <laughs> if, if you mix together John Travolta and Nicholas Cage, you get Jack Nicholson. It's science. Oh. I mean, oh. or Anthony Hopkins in the uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing that dude's face around. That was pretty fucked up. All right, well, uh, Zeke will bend down and, uh... Hey, uh, hey, y'all, I I think I found, uh, at least something over here. Um, this, This definitely might be where, uh, where he got somewhere. I don't understand why the boat would still be here if it was covered in his own blood, uh, potentially, but, uh... I definitely found something pretty disturbing. And it'll, uh, like, hold the... Break a stick off a bush or something and, like, hold up the face with the stick. Uh, Sidriel, uh, uh, you make anything of this? Uh, but why Why would you show me that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone roll sanity. It could be, uh, could be important to the case, um... Okay, well, you keep it. Stormag, if you wouldn't mind uh, looking through that bag right over there. Is, uh, is there anything in that bag? Looks like he lost a fair amount of blood. It's a little moldy, but no, I don't mind. I don't mind. Let's take a look. You go to grab the bag and flaming spike trap. No. Oh. Uh, mimic. It has a damp, moldy-smelling artisan's outfit. Uh, there's a shirt. Some breeches, shoes, and a cloth apron. This smells like the bus driver's jacket. (laughs) What? (laughs) When you grab the bag, uh, you also notice there's a length of rope stretching from the boat into the water below. Uh Uh-oh. Well, Stormak is intrigued, and he begins to follow that rope. Almost, almost pulling it, but not quite. Kind of pulling himself along the rope more like well it goes like it goes like straight down into the water um and it's kind of snags like a, almost like it's anchored in place 
Where is this? Uh, you, you called it a coracle? Where is it? It's in the trees? It was kind of hidden in trees and brush along the shore. Uh, and like floating and, in water. Wait, is it floating in water or is it in a tree? It is... Uh, I think it's amongst trees. Like, if you were to, like, paddle a canoe up into, like, some mangroves. Yeah, it's not up in a tree. It's hidden in the trees and brush along the southwest shore of the island. So tucked in some bushes so nobody would see it, but easy to get to and uh, launch. Yeah, it looks like somebody put some, like, branches and stuff over it to try and hide it. Okay, so it's on land, but it's also anchored in the water. I mean... That's your assumption. Something is tied to it in the water. Something is tied in the water to the boat. Pull it out. Stormak is pulling that rope, yes. (laughs) Uh, Give me a strength check. You got it. That's a 13. All right, yeah. It's kind of stuck like it's something stuck in the mud, uh, but you're able to give it a nice good tug and pull it up. And there is a large sack. Pretty large, like uh, big enough to hold like a medium-sized humanoid. Is that my first thought when I see this sack, that there's a humanoid inside of it? (laughs) No, it does not feel like there's a humanoid inside of it. It's not super heavy. But it does have stuff in it. You can feel that there are some things kind of rattling about. Uh, I pull it to shore and and, uh, start to open it. Uh, Give me a perception check. 16. Sid does still have to tech magic up in case anything's emanating from the bag. Cool. Um, it is not. But uh, with a 16, you notice as you're going to open this bag that there is dried blood soaked into the fabric. And the sack holds 50 foot of rope, a gag, a rusted old lantern, a trio of heavy knives and a rusty old shovel. This doesn't look good, but this is a graveyard, so I don't know. He stands up and shrugs. You hear another roar and a groar from the other side of the island. Does that creature sound like it's in pain? Stormak asks the rest of the party and the GM. Doesn't sound like he's having a party. I'm not sure I want to find out. (laughs) Perhaps we could help it. Perhaps it needs our help. Remove Tailspike from its paw and it becomes our best friend. Yes, that's a child's story, but yes. You want to take the one out of my shoulder first? Well, you're being fanciful like a child, so I thought maybe it was fitting here. Wow, Sour Sid. Look at poor Flora here, and he grabs the spike, pulls it out of her shoulder. Oh, God damn it, Stormak. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, that looks like a smart. Stormak moves away from Flora. <laughs> Is Stormak taking the bag? Do we want to take this? It seems like a bunch of junk, really. Well, with the residual blood on it, there may be somebody back at the academy who... I mean, they study healing and some necromantic magic. They may be able to divine something from it. I mean, it seems pretty weird that the beast would be out here with all of these tools and setting up a camp for what? What would he be doing out here? 
And why hide this bag underwater like this? And if if this boat is full of blood, where would he be? Let's keep moving. We can figure this out. Yeah, let's keep searching. There's got to be something else more around here. Stormak leaves the bag with the small boat. Okay. I, I think we should take the bag. I think we should take the bag, too. He hefts this bag that is the size of a medium humanoid <laughs> and carries it on his shoulders because his friends want him to. Okay, let's go. Could you possibly imagine carrying something the size of a sleeping bag? I think it's more like a duffel bag. Like, if you fold a person up, they fit into a duffel bag. Yeah, I was just thinking about a bag that holds a medium-sized humanoid. Like, oh, okay, sleeping bag. And Stormak... You heft that bag over your shoulder, and as you start to walk, you stub your toe on something hard sticking out of the ground. Oh, what's this? It is a wooden case bound in leather, about like a foot long and maybe six inches wide. He leans down and picks it up. Do you open it? Sure. You open it up, and... This case is filled with a fine set of tools made of silver with amethyst handles. Weird-looking silver tools. Uh, give me, you can give me a heel check, uh, anyone, to identify them. Everyone, take a look at these. Looks like some sort of doctor's tools. A heel check, huh? That's not going to be good for me. Seven. No, me neither. 17. No, 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 sorry. That's a... What's my heel? It's a 4. Yeah, 17. Mm-hmm. I got 13. Yeah, you're not really quite sure what these are meant to be used for, but there's different sharp things and, like, kind of weird-looking pliers with odd-shaped parts on them, but they're very finely made, and the handle of these tools has a small symbol depicting a raven. Hey, uh, hey, Joral, uh, this something that, uh, you, your people use around here, or, uh, you notice any of this stuff? Is, uh, does any of this stuff look familiar? Uh, I don't know what the hell that's for. That looks, that looks weird. What are you gonna do with those? We don't know, uh, is there anyone that you know of that goes by the raven, or a crow, or... Some bird name? No, I don't think so. Some type of COVID. Flora, Kane, you're the locals here. Does this mean anything to you? I don't think it. I have no idea. How about you, Daisy? Woof. Oh, just kidding. Let's <laughs> let's keep it moving, everybody. <laughs> it doesn't seem like those came from these people around here, so it must have came from whoever was probably in this boat. Does that boat even look familiar to you, Joral? Is that something that you guys use, or, uh... Uh, yeah, we, we got some of those back in Morast. It's not that uncommon. Alright, well, at least that's not out of place. The rest of it, we should, uh, tag that for evidence. Do you think the bait... Maybe it'll come in handy later. the beast fit in that thing, though? I, I, I heard he was pretty big. Well, I don't rightly know, but, uh... It sure is covered in a bunch of blood. If what you're saying is correct, uh, he did get attacked by that blood came in. It seems like at least he was here. Maybe even cut his face off. Is this, uh, is it 
look familiar to you? Uh, oh. <laughs> anybody uh, you know? I mean... He'll, like, hold it up by the eye holes. She, like, puts <laughs> her hand over her mouth like she's about to throw up. I'm like, oh, that damn, that's nasty. There's a freckle right there. Do you know anyone with a freckle right there? Oh, it could be Jarl. Just, like, poking it with a stick. Okay, folks, let's keep it moving. Well, all right. Uh, we're, we're definitely running out of daylight. And, uh, I would not want to see what a night out here looks like. Isn't it getting kind of late? Um, It's probably, like, late afternoon. Okay. Uh, well, you guys left at, like, 8, I think. 8.30, and then it was just a couple hours to get out here. And yeah, it's probably like 12, 1 o'clock. In the afternoon, p.m.? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's have one more round of perception checks. 27. Nice. All right. Perception. 21. Sid remembered how to open his eyes. <laughs> Holy shit, we're doing great. I've been rolling rocks. That's, uh, 23? 10 for Flora. Uh, 25 for Daisy. Stormac, as you guys are kind of rooting around this island, uh, along with the fetishes and trinkets and totems and stuff that are everywhere, you do notice obvious graves spread out throughout the trees, and not in really any order or logical pattern, uh, but there are lots of graves with fetishes and stuff surrounding them. You notice, however with the 27, that there is a section of graves that looks like it's been tampered with. The dirt is sagging into the ground as though they've been collapsed from below, leaving wide depressions in the muddy earth, as opposed to all the other graves that look undisturbed. I point that out. Oh, what the, what the hell happened there? Who, who would be messing with them graves? That's disrespectful. Now, Doral, I, I assume you didn't leave these like this, uh, correct? No. No, we don't touch them a- a- after we bury our dead. That's disrespectful. Bad luck, even. Now, I, I hope you, uh, wouldn't mind if, um, in my duties that if I wouldn't inspect one of these, if I can root around a little bit, uh, I hope you understand, Joral. Oh, well, I, I guess so. Y'all seem like you know what you're doing. If it helps figure out who messed with them. If we look at them, it, it doesn't look like something crawled out of it, right? We're not going to have a fucking zombie situation on our hands, are we? You don't see evidence of anything crawling out of it, but if you root around and like uh, investigate it a little bit, uh, you do find that they are all empty. These six graves that have been disturbed no longer contain bodies. Now, I don't want to jump the gun here, but uh, it seems odd that the beast would show up with a shovel and a pick and uh, a lantern and be out here digging up graves. It uh, it seems odd, but uh, man, what do you want? Why? Why would it be? Uh, who knows? What happened to the bodies? Any idea whose graves these were? Oh, I, I think that one was Jarl. I don't know why I asked. 
<laughs> How did I know you were gonna fucking say that? How the fuck did I know you were gonna say that? <laughs> fucking of course, fucking Joral, Joral Senior, Joral the Third, Jorlene. Other than their names, do these Jorals have anything in common? Uh, no, no, it seems kind of random. Do they seem like the easiest ones to get to, or was he like, or like I don't even know. Is it, like, proximity-wise, or was it just, like, random? Um, yeah, it is, like, kind of uh, close proximity uh, to, like, where the boat and the camp were. They're all kind of collected together. They're still kind of randomly placed, but they are all close to each other. Do you... do you think he was eating them? Oh, that's nasty. Well... Well, it looks like he was at least cutting the faces off of them. Can we have this conversation back in town? Let's keep going, everyone. (laughs) Come on! Well, it's something to ask him when we go see him when we get back, but uh, let's keep note of that and uh, see if we uh, see if there's anything else uh, short of setting off that manticore. At that moment. Oh, good. God damn it. You hear a roar and a roar, but this time the roar is accompanied by flapping wings. From the northwest, from behind the trees... Flies, your old buddy. Do we get time, like from the time we hear this, the flapping coming toward us, to react at all? I'll give you a surprise round. Can we hide under the trees, so maybe he doesn't see us? Uh, you can roll stealth checks. Thanks, Joral. <laughs> Joral's like, roll a stale check. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we roll for initiative? Ah, uh, fuck. Okay. I got a 14. 23 for Sid. Alright. Also 14 for Stormac. 20 for Constable Kane. Alright, surprise round, Sidriel. Alright, and uh, uh, Swifty the wand into my hand and hit the uh, gravity bow. Zeke. Um, considering that thing flew away last time, uh, Zeke is going to. Can I draw a short bow? Yep. You get one action. Boom. Draw a short bow. Knock an arrow. Stormak. Stormak drops the bag of gravedigger stuff and pulls out a javelin. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, he does. Fuck yeah. And Flora. I, I guess she's going to, at that point, pull out her sling staff just to have range and... I mean, that probably that's only one action, but she would like to push her back up against a tree as well and try to hide. <laughs> we only get one action in the surprise round, so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daisy could do something. Flavor hide. Flavor hide, yeah. Uh, d- no, I'm on Daisy. All right. So I don't want to go anywhere. Joral. Joral's like, shit, 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 and uh, <laughs> runs to hide in the bushes, like between some trees. Get down, Joral. I like how that accent gets stuck on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's because it's my actual accent. <laughs> Hot damn, you should have seen him at Northern Nights. He was stuck in this Irish accent. I could not get him to break it. Oh, yeah. That was, that was scary, actually. <laughs> Wait, you guys are doing an Irish accent right now? No. <laughs> okay, good, good. Nah. <laughs> John would wander up and talk to people, and it would be in this Irish accent, and I'm like, trust me, he's not Irish. 
it's fine. (laughs) They'd be like, oh, where are you from? That's hilarious. (laughs) I couldn't even help it. It was like, it was starting to scare me. (laughs) All right. Now, round one. The drill. Sid is going to move to he move five feet to his left while pulling out his bow. Uh, but then he is going to cast protection from evil on Zeke. So I give you a plus two deflection bonus to AC and uh, resistance bonus on saves. And that lasts minutes per level or uh, yep, one minute per level. Cool, cool, cool. Ezekiel Kane. Just as reference on this uh, sad, forsaken island, what is the terrain like? You said we were kind of going through bushes. Is it difficult terrain? Like, uh, is it normal? What's the what's the deal here? It got upgraded to forsaken. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't like... What was it, miserable before? Yeah, it's gone to Forsaken at this point. Yeah. There's some weird shit going on How here. How about this? Uh, any square that has a tree in it is difficult terrain. Okay. Thick brush or, like, mud. Gotcha. And I have a kind of a idea of where it's coming from, but I probably can't see it yet because these trees are pretty tall. If I moved 20 feet to my right, could I see it from there? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, Ezekiel Cain, with his bow out, has a little bit of uh, this warm, tingly feeling after he just got a little uh, pat on the shoulder from his new acquaintance, Sidriel, moves over 20 feet past the campsite that we found, gets a good eye on this manticore, and I think as a move action, I can study the target? Hmm... So, yeah, he's going to move and then studied combat, the manticore. He gets a keen eye on this manticore, realizes that it's growling at him. What did we say? And he's like, okay, that's where the that's where the weak spot is. Mm. Nice. All right, so you move, studied the target. All right. Stormak. Stormax sees the rest of the party maneuvering, and he sees Joral hiding right next to him. Uh, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna move. Uh, she's not hiding well; like she's, her butt is like sticking well out of a bush. Well, he's gonna move away from her to try to uh, not draw attention to her, or, or rather, to draw attention away from her. And he's gonna move back um, to the campsite, a whole thirty feet. And he moves around those trees and he gets himself into position and he, without any studying whatsoever, he's got the javelin in hand. He throws the javelin. Ooh, let loose the juice. Here it is. <laughs> You're going to be the first one to attack, huh? Not well, it, it, no, it attacked us. Get grab on the jab. It attacked us. Oh, you're right, it did. Uh, but that's unfortunately a two on the die for an eight. So that javelin Ooh. flies into the mud. Gone forever. <laughs> cool. All right. It was a valiant effort. 
Flora, do you want to throw some sticks? <laughs> sticks? What are you talking about? <laughs> I got a thing. Throw your lance like a javelin? <laughs> no, I, I, I specifically pulled out my oh, sling oh, staff. Yeah. Throw you. your sling staff at it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. She's gonna kind of stay at the tree line and try not to get right in the middle of the group of guys antagonizing it so that she could maybe somehow pull off a charge but she'll back up a little bit and just kind of be ready to attack it as soon as it lands can I do that? Uh, yeah you are ready and attack to attack it when it lands Yes. done and done Joral she shakes in her boots and oh all right, she, she she rolled like a natty two on her stealth last time, but she rolled a natural twenty this time. Oh, that's nice. Her butt disappears into the bushes. <laughs> She's gone, and Zimenticor flies up another forty feet, uh, coming into view for the people uh, behind trees. How tall are these trees? Uh, we'll say they're like 40 feet. The manticore is 80 feet in the air. And As depicted up by the token. So it went up 40. And it can go. And so it's just flying straight up. It flew straight up and then it's going to go like 10 feet to the southwest towards you guys. And it's going to do a, a little maneuver and swipe its tail, sending spikes flying out at you guys again. Attack roll for each spike. That's uh, a 17 at Ezekiel Kane. Oof, that is a miss, but barely. That is a 25 for Stormac. That'll do. Ooh. Uh, for eight damage, Sidriel gets a damn a seventeen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, seventeen. It's it. Yep. Uh, for eight damage, and Flora, that's a thirteen. That's gonna miss. No. And top of round two, Sidriel, Azrene. Uh, Sid after. Taking a fucking hail spike to toe. <laughs> um, is going to return fire with a volley of. Uh, let's go with two arrows. Rapid bonk this dude. Alright. First attack. Miss. Second attack. Yeah. So two on first die and a four on second die. Miss, miss. Oh my god. Oh man. That <laughs> spike. Interfering with your shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hit me my favorite toe. Threw me off balance. <laughs> you have a favorite? <laughs> All right. Ezekiel Kane. Um, fuck. So when I studied him, I thought that that was also good for ranged attacks, but it is not actually good for ranged attacks. It is only good for melee attacks. Really? Um, with the studied strike, which I didn't realize at the time, you know? First oh, yeah. time for everything. It's okay. Um, so he's going to try to, like, uh, antagonize him a little bit and be like, maybe it's like a move action, like, come on down here and fight me. 
Come on down here and fight me, kitty. You big angry kitty. Is that the best you can do? And then he's gonna shoot an arrow, uh, just at it at, without the studied strike. Okay. Oh fucking son of a bitch! That's a natural one. Ooh, once you roll to confirm. Oh no. Oh, that's probably gonna confirm. That's a nine. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh no. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, antagonism, <laughs> not good. You uh, try and shoot him, and the string breaks on your bow. Yeah, classic. Bonk. Use an action to restring that bitch. All right, fair enough. He's not really a bow fighter anyway, but, uh, you know, he keeps winning around just for situations like this. And Stormak is up next. Well, this thing's just going to float. 80 feet in the air, I really don't have a whole lot of options, so I go into my bag, I pull out a Masterwork light crossbow, and load it. That's my turn. Alright. Flora, what do you got? So, the range on my staff is 80. Yes. Which means I would take a penalty. You'll take a minus 2 to hit, because uh, he's, he's outside 80 yep. feet, but within 160. Okay, I'll just I'll just try, because that's my only option. That's 21. Ooh, that'll do. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, so 1d6 plus 3. That's 4 damage. Nice. <laughs> All right, yeah, you stick it, and it roars and looks right at you. Joral, still hiding... She doesn't have a ranged weapon, but she will ready an attack with her sickle from the bushes, just in case it comes near. And it is Zimantikel's town, who needs to look at his feats real quick. Because <laughs> they're so cute. Yeah. Like cat toes. <laughs> Fuzzy little paws. Checking out his beans. Checking out his little kitty beans. Toe beans. Toe beans. Toe beans, toe beans. <laughs> My manticore's got these fucking feet. Painfully country. <laughs> it's going to fly 20 feet to the southwest over here. And going down, we'll say it's about 20 feet off the ground here. And he's going to send some more tail spikes. That's uh, a natural one for Zeke. Let me confirm. Does not confirm. Uh, Stormak. 15. Nope. That's going to be a 22 for Sidriel. Uh, nine damage on that Ouch. one. And then 20 for Flora. Yes. All right. For 11 damage. Max damage. Ow. Pretty sure Sid has now taken more damage in this fight than he has oh, in the entire rest of the yeah. campaign combined. <laughs> How's he looking? Is he, is he looking beat up? Not good. But one more tail spike before Sid hits the floor. Jeez, good thing you've got Eesh. potions. And he lets loose those tail spikes, and as he is hovering here above the ground, the draft from his wings, his massive bat-like wings, kicks up debris and dirt in this 
big cloud of like a 60 foot radius cloud around it, blowing your hair back. And as this massive cloud of debris and dust and stick figure trinkets and fetishes is flying around, I think maybe that's a good place to end it for the week. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I had a. Ah, uh, I'm gonna forget my cool thing, but. Write it down. Alright. Tobeans, Tobeans, Tobeans. My manticles got these fucking feet.